Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 7 of the Sound of Vibe Reset. Hi Alex. Hi Athena, how's life over there? Yeah, quite nice. We're finally out of lockdown. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a big news week this week. Uh, and I can't wait to discuss none of the big stories in this episode. <laughs> That's what we do best. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a big week for wind. I've hardly been outside because uh, every time I step out, I'm, I'm in Plymouth for context for everyone. Every time I go out, I um, like I have to turn my back. I get blown over. It's quite intense. Um, but that has been quite a good thing for we set a new record we love records on this show we love them um, yeah on uh on friday 40 percent of all electricity in the country actually came from wind so hmm. there's a positive to even that impressive yeah good week for the environment a lot of uh a lot of tree plying going on a lot of a lot of lovely things happening but um i think more importantly is we finally got validation that this show has far-reaching influence. What I'm referring to there is, you might remember a few a few weeks ago, we were quite passionate about trying to get people to give up deodorant. Yes. I was uh, I was quite interested in a little study that um, <laughs> the point out that if you don't use deodorant, your body starts to um, like produce um, well, stop producing smell. Uh, which I thought was an absolute incredible loophole, one of the best loopholes, and <laughs> I do love a loophole. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> now I found that in the news, um, sales of deodorant have fallen by 2 million over last year. <laughs> I, I didn't know we had that many listeners, to be honest. Impressive. Incredible. Yeah, we're just spreading the good word, you know saving everyone a lot of money don't need to buy all that deodorant and i i have to admit that since i've come back home i did forget to bring my deodorant and there were there were two days where i had to test this theory and no one mentioned anything so either my family are polite or maybe they expect me to smell but you know i've got no evidence that this was a lie i seem to not smell and didn't need any deodorant and I'm contributing here to a wonderful statistic. Uh, but yeah, two million deodorants. Seems like quite a lot. I'm That's wondering if I'm going to get a deodorant for Christmas. I've been given one every year since I was born, pretty much, by my mum. One of those links, um, sort of, I don't know. I want to say link starter pack, but I don't think you get a starter pack. <laughs> That's not how it works. But it I've comes seen... like a bit of body wash, a bit of deodorant. I've seen pictures of like, you know, supermarkets running out of Lynx deodorants. So maybe that was just your mom. Yeah, I mean, it clearly wasn't the majority of people. This must have been a select few who were hoarding deodorants. <laughs> <laughs> and then they realised that no one actually wanted it anyway. Yeah. But no, every year, always get a deodorant. Uh, maybe I do smell. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, this is quite an exciting time for me because I've run out of socks like all of my socks are horrible they have holes in um they're not very warm on me but it's coming up to christmas and i know i can't buy any socks because i know my mum will be buying me socks <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the dilemma that's going through my head at the moment and i know it's not many days until i like get warm feet again <laughs> 
so you've stopped using deodorants and you've stopped wearing socks and you're one you're still wondering if possibly your family is just being polite about the fact that you very likely smell yeah i'm still wearing socks but the socks don't cover much of my feet <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of holes done a lot of walking in them they've 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 done their done their time but yeah the deodorant thing is also not intentional but you know i'm happy to continue in the interest of science well to be fair if you stopped running that's already one less worry oh no 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 running excellent for excellent for this study um go for a run you get a shower in the middle of the day the smell hasn't had enough time to build up very very tactical and as I said, it's so windy here that if I did go for a run, like all of the sweat just like blows off immediately. <laughs> I don't really get hot when I run here because like <laughs> the spray from the sea like cools me down. I hope we can keep this theme running and I hope that, you know, 2021 is the year we finally get rid of deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take back all of my comments there. If anyone was listening to that, I'm so sorry. Anyway. It's uh, it's been quite nice being home, you know. Get get lots of food uh, food done for me, but I've also seen that it's not been quite so good for some other people who have been moving back with their parents. And my number one story of the week, I think we should make this a thing. Can we have like a little klaxon that goes off with my my top story? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I want I want some sort of alarm, some sort of big noise. So my top story of this week. It's, it's, it's a headline that I like. It's not really a story that I like. Um, Sun wins US lawsuit, and you know it's US. This is the most US story I've ever heard. Sun wins US lawsuit after parents destroy his porn collection. <laughs> this boy had $29,000 of porn. <laughs> And his parents destroyed it because, you know, parents. <laughs> he's decided to sue them. <laughs> he's he's won. Um, what? How? It just goes to show. You can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. How how old is that kid? Like so that he has gathered. It's, it 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 doesn't say an age, but at the start it says son. Because uh, obviously male. And <laughs> Later on, it refers to him as a man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, there's like no information anywhere on this story. Like it comes from the Associated Press. No one has found out what this is. But um, he lived he lived with his parents for 10 months. Like he'd moved away and he'd come back for 10 months. And <laughs> this happened. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Like, I'm not normally a big fan of, um, you know, suing culture, but you got to give it to him. He, he did lose $29,000 here. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't even know how that could happen. That reminds me, the whole suing story of um, that guy in the US as well, obviously, who was playing Boomerang and... The boomerang. We love came. boomerang stories. Lovely. He threw it. Boomerang came back, hit him in the head. He ended up in hospital, and 
he planned on suing, you know, Boomerang Company for selling boomerangs that come back to you, which is not the Boomerang point of boomerangs. Back in the end. And um, wait, and his lawyer advised him instead to sue himself for insurance money because he caused harm to someone, that someone being himself, and he actually won. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. Can you use this? Um, could we all do this? Could we like, you know, I, I would, I would punch myself quite hard if I could, uh, you know, get ten grand out of it. Shall we have something a bit more wholesome? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, sure, I'm pretty sure literally anything can be more wholesome than this. Yeah. <laughs> well. We ended up in a bit of a suing uh, suing track there. So we think of um, places that are nice and busy at Christmas. We all, lots of people like to lots like to go away. And famously, uh, Mary and Joseph decided they would uh, go on a little holiday to Bethlehem. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've all we've all done it. Um, census, big event. Got to go back to Bethlehem. Fantastic. Um, um, I don't know how familiar everyone is with the story, but um, one of the big issues was that uh, Mary was, you know, big preggers and they needed somewhere to sleep, uh, but there was no room at the inn. So <laughs> this, um, this article uh, <laughs> just says, plenty of room at empty Bethlehem inns ahead of COVID hit Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and it continues to say, normally the city's busiest time of year. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the idea, like, Bethlehem has been jam-packed for 2,000 years now. Uh, and, it, you know, this is this is a nice little break. Everyone in Bethlehem gets a little year off. People who work in restaurants don't have to do it quite so hard. You know, you could find room at the end. Good for them. Is there anything Christmassy than that? Anyway, from one, from one icon to another... Uh, 2020 has been a year where some people have, you know, they've done pretty well. They've they've done wins, uh, and I don't know how much of your year you spent watching Chris Whitty because I know it's every waking moment really. Are you aware of Chris Whitty? No. Well, <laughs> if there's ever been a year to be in Britain, it's been 2020 for this the joy of Chris Whitty, national icon, coming on the TV standing at his little pedestal uh, next to next to Boris. You know, if Chris Whitty's about, you know that it's a big, big press conference. Oh, wait, is that He's, the guy uh, who goes, next slide, please? Yes, he does next slide. Okay, um, then I know him. I just didn't know his yeah, name. Yeah, England's chief medical officer, Chris Whitty. <laughs> but yeah, you know you know, it's a big conference when like, you got Boris, you got Patrick Balance, you got Chris Whitty. Um, and some, Excellent, excellent businessmen, uh, business people. Some, <laughs> an excellent couple have set up a wonderful business selling mugs with Chris Whitty's face on. So this country, weirdly obsessed with um, royal mugs, like everyone's grandma, everyone's auntie has a mug with, you know, the Queen's face on, a lot of Diana ones, of course. And now you can compliment the collection with a Chris Whitty mug. 
and I might buy them for all of my family. They look fantastic. It's a photo of Chris Whitty on the front, and it's like quite nice white ceramic. Um, and they've sold 900 in the run up to Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there's now a Chris Whitty Appreciation Society on Facebook with 5,000 members. <laughs> Someone here has um, like made a model of Chris Whitty, like a sort of scarecrow. Um, like a lot of people don't, they don't seek fame in the careers they go for, uh, fame and glory. Um, I don't think Chris has ever, ever saw it. And, but he's exactly the person who deserves, you know, this bit of moment in the limelight. Very, very proud of him. What a wonderful man. Very nice. But that's not even my, um, it's not even my best <laughs> uh, health, health advisor uh, story of the week. And this is the wonderful news coming from Anthony Fauci, you know, the American equivalent. Classic. That Santa has been vaccinated. <laughs> Well, well you know, done. I mean, it doesn't make sense. He's 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 old. He's probably quite vulnerable. His diet hasn't been too good. He's probably not in the best of health. Um, and it's pretty much always winter where he is. So, you know, that's nice because he's going to be doing a lot of traveling around the world. Um, Essential traveling. Yeah, traveling in the air is it doesn't even need a plane. But yeah. I thought that was quite a nice, wholesome idea that, you know, the elderly, including Santa, you know, they're all safe. Very Good nice. Now. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the, those are the things that brought me joy over the last week. Um, <laughs> what have you found out there in the world? What have people been up to? Well, uh, I have heard about the largest dome igloo ever that was built in Switzerland. And it took 18 people three weeks to build it. Can you guess how tall it was? How tall? Mm. And it's made out of snow because it's an igloo. I, I, I would hope. <laughs> um, big, big fan of the igloo. Um, quite, a, quite a lovely design, to be fair. Something about it, it, it seems so wrong and yet it's so sensible. Like it just works, doesn't it? I'd say biggest igloo, you can't go above 50 meters in diameter. So about 25 meters high. 10.5 uh, <laughs> meters in height and 12.9 meters in diameter. You know what? I overshot, that was my bad. I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from these igloo builders. I think they've done an excellent job. Uh, that was just my lack of knowledge. That was my, you know, um, my lack of understanding of igloos. That was the issue there. Um, these people have done a wonderful thing. Congrats to them. <laughs> what would you use a 10 meter tall igloo for? Hmm. I don't know, maybe a sesh? Yeah, yeah, a sesh would be good. A big party in an igloo? Mm. You'd have to be careful because if the sesh was really good, it would get very hot in there and you might start to lose your igloo. But by that point, it would just become like, um, you might not worry. <laughs> it might not be a concern if it's, uh, if it's going well. That would be a very thin igloo if it all melted away with one sesh. Well, as I said, it does depend on the sesh. If it's incredibly intense, um, 
I reckon you could get through an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got the record of the fastest time to eat all chocolates from an advent calendar. So that's from Kevin's Troll in the US, who's also known as LA Beast, because he's quite good at food eating competitions. And he spent over $200 on advent calendars to practice for this record. So, yeah, can you guess what what was his fastest time to eat all chocolate from an advent calendar? Firstly, uh, Kevin, that that's not how it works. <laughs> um, any anyone can eat all of the chocolate from an advent calendar in one go. Like, it's not impressive that you didn't manage to hold off. It's not that everyone else is really bad at this. Like can only handle one a day. <laughs> um, I, you could do that in um, 32 seconds, because you, you said he spent a lot of money practicing. He must be good at this. One minute, 28. Not only has he done, <laughs> I, I'm, we've had a lot of pointless stuff in this. I think this might be the most pointless. He has done the most pointless of all of these challenges. He's also not done it well. <laughs> Pretty unacceptable. Makes me feel better. Um, I feel like my life has been meaningful now. <laughs> now, we also need to talk today about Muhammad Rashid from Pakistan, who is a serial record breaker and oh, like belt holder. I don't like the serial ones. They, they always come up with such... Go on, what's he done? He has a record for most walnuts crushed by the hand in one minute. That's exactly what I expected from the serial <laughs> record breaker. That's exactly the sort of thing they always do. Right. <laughs> Let's go with 60. 60 is the right number for anything in a minute, isn't it? 284. Why? <laughs> I mean, very, very impressive. Well done. Um, good for him. Yeah. He also has the record for most watermelons crushed with the head in 30 seconds. <laughs> I think that's worse. I think that's much worse. But I like he only did that with the 30 seconds. He was like, be silly to, silly to keep this going. That would never work. 50. 49. It's a slower process. Oh, I, I basically got one. Yay! Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Finally. And another one of his record, which is going to be the final one from him today, is most drink cans crushed with the elbow in one minute. Sounds much more painful than the other two. Um, I mean, they all sound like needlessly harmful, but... Um, in a minute, I reckon you could do... See, it's a bigger movement. I'm going to go with 60 again for that. I feel that seems about right. 77. Quite impressive. Quite impressive. But terrible, but quite impressive. Hmm. We now have a quite wholesome record, which is this Ecuadorian spouses that has become the world's oldest married couple. Um, uh -huh. 
so they've been that, married. That's an achievement. Husbands, then. <laughs> they have been married for 79 years. And because the husband, who's called Julio Cesar Mora Tapia, is 110 years old, and the wife, who's called Waldramina Maclovia Quinteros, is 104 years old, it makes them together almost 215 years old. That, um, <laughs> that just reminds me of uh, the Galapagos tortoise uh, <laughs> thing we had the other day. That like 100 year old you know i'm not sure if um diego the uh, the tortoise was in was in a relationship or such but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's still going into old age our next record i think you're going to enjoy because it involved rubik's cubes so it's mm. this guy who took one breath got underwater and solved a certain number of rubik's cube without you know taking another breath can you guess how many Rubik's Cube he solved? Oh, this is good. This is wonderful. Oh, there's so many variables in this. I'm going to be nowhere near. <laughs> I... Ooh. How long can you hold your breath for? So you're going to hold your breath less if you're under stress. So he's had to practice quite a few different skills here, uh, which I like, could be useful. And also, you know, um, how in Rubik's Cube competition, you can see them like flipping them really quickly. You can assume that mm. underwater, it doesn't go as smoothly, like it takes yeah. you longer. Yeah, it's actually quite difficult. Mm. I want to get this, well, I'm, this is a, this is a record I can get behind. This is something that someone has actually achieved. Not that I've ever heard of anyone trying to set this <laughs> record before. 15, because they can do it in about, 10 seconds, can't they? Well, so, so first of all, he spent two minutes and 17 seconds underwater, which I think is on its own pretty impressive. And mm. he solved six Rubik's Cube. Again, it's, it's like the ugly one. Um, I, I overshot, but I wouldn't come anywhere close. So I'm happy to give him to this, given that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite a good record. I like that. Hats off. He wins this week. <laughs> Wait, we still have two more records to go. Back when we were allowed to, you know, have parties, or maybe when you were sober, you might have played Jenga. Uh, yeah, love Jenga. Well, wonderful. I heard, controversial opinion, Jenga. Nope. I'll, I'll just leave that. People can decide for themselves. Nope, just... nope. That's just not now, allowed. Now that you've heard the alternative, you can make up your own mind, however you feel about it. Well, let's go back to the main subject, which is this guy. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this guy in Arizona has got the record for most Jenga blocks stacked over one vertical Jenga piece. Can we just say, I think I, I, I've developed a theory as this, as this show has gone on that the more words in a record the less impressive the record is the more like caveats you have to put in like this is a vertical jenga piece the moment you said vertical less impressed um 50 uh, yeah 50 485 that's so pointless <laughs> i mean excellent engineering well done um but oh my god, 
Omar. Wow, these people exist. Oh, actually, no, I take back my comment. I, looking at a picture of this now, it's um, it's quite therapeutic, that. It's quite nice to see. That's, yeah, if you want to see something uh, quite satisfying, go and have a look at this, man. Yeah. No, I, I like that, actually. I Yeah, I was quite down on that at the start. Big fan, big fan, wonderful. <laughs> and final record, the fastest time to drink a bottle of maple syrup, who's also from that guy who's nicknamed the LA Beast. Another one of these serial record breakers. Mm, no. Fastest time to drink a bottle of syrup. They do things like this in America. There's probably competition for this. He's got the record. They must be good at this. The thing about so I don't think the limiting factor would be your own ability. It would be like how it comes out of the bottle, wouldn't it? It is syrupy. 12 seconds. Just under 11. <laughs> is that a good note to end on? Can I leave on a win? <laughs> yeah, that's actually all the records I had for you today. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Finally got one. Excellent. <laughs> It's rare that we, I don't think we've had a week before where I've been close on two. I yeah. sometimes get one. Yeah. I'm getting better at this. I'm practiced. I'm, I'm really impressed at you. Mm, thank you. It's all about learning. <laughs> and now on to our good news of the week. Um, yeah. Go on. Fill me in. I haven't classified them as you have but definitely one of my favourite ones. And I think you'll enjoy it too, because it involves Dolly Parton. Oh, well, Dolly Parton, share the, the regulars on this show. <laughs> she has set up, back in 1995, a foundation uh, in the honour of her dad, who was illiterate. So it's called the Imagination mm -hmm. Library. And it mails yeah. free books to children. And they mm -hmm. have now reached the point of over 100 million books mailed to children. There you go, setting more milestones. First she brings us a vaccine. Uh, well, technically first she, she lets us all read. <laughs> Dolly Parton, good force, good force in the world, energy there. We've also got a couple who used their non-refundable wading catering deposit to give away 200 Thanksgiving meals. That's excellent, yeah. That's fantastic because people spend an unbelievable amount of on weddings. And I guess if your wedding's not going to go ahead, I don't know, was this cancelled because of Corona? Or was this cancelled because they... Uh, no, no, Corona. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Otherwise, it's a very, very sad story indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's wonderful. Near us, um, there's a food bank and the man, the man who runs it uh, was featured on uh, Cornwall with Simon Reeve, which is a TV show. And yeah, he runs this food bank and they've had five years worth of donations within a week since that came out. Wow. Um, just fantastic, you know. That's so wonderful. That's Christmas need for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All, all good all around. Everyone's, uh, everyone's chipping in a little bit here. Lovely. Mm. But yeah, good way to spend your wedding money. Um, fun. <laughs> more of that please less marriage more <laughs> more giving away um, there's this company called London Christmas Tree Rental that delivers to its customers a real tree for the holidays and then picks it up and takes it back to a farm where it can continue to grow 
I've heard about this. I really like it. I um, the one like learning point that, that I think could be uh, could be improved. I'd like it if you could have the same tree back every year. Um, That'd be fun. So, so you'd start off with like this little tree, and then it would slowly grow, and eventually it would be slightly too big. But you'd have to make that call of like when it's becoming too big. But if you're very very tactical with it, you could like as you move up the property ladder, which you know you're living in London, that's the goal. You could then get bigger and bigger houses to accommodate your tree, and one day you get a garden, and then you know the tree can uh, live forever. <laughs> Garden in London. I, I, I would keeping pets, but I could have a tree for you know a month a year. <laughs> so in the UK, snack giant Walkers is capturing CO2 from beer fermentation and turning it into fertilizer for the following year's potato crop. Love a potato chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all knew that all Walkers did was sell air. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we've also got another news from America, which is Michael Esmond, a Florida mm. business owner, and he has paid off the past dues for 114 families in his community who were at risk of having their utilities shut off. Oh, there's a lot of good in the world. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. That's uh, that's the premise of this show what I'm meant to talk about. Oh, that, that's so wholesome. Yeah, so much. Firstly, you have the wedding. I mean, maybe uh, maybe he uh, saved a lot. Maybe he was meant to be getting married. <laughs> We've also got Patagonia, who has launched its own eco-endeavor. Uh, it's called OneWare, and it allows you to buy secondhand Patagonia products so under the add to bag button, you now have the option to click on buy used. This is so, so on brand because um, everyone, everyone who goes with Patagonia, <laughs> they buy it and they, you know, you need to look like you've worn your t-shirt for quite a long time. <laughs> if you've got brand new Patagonia stuff, it's like you sort of miss the mark there. You, you've got you've to wear it in quite a lot. You, <laughs> you want your secondhand stuff. I can imagine this is going to be a big success. Yeah, and um, yeah, of course, fashion is yeah one of the one of the biggest players, one of the worst worst things for human rights. And yeah, good to see someone like Patagonia, like an actually quite popular brand, uh, doing something like this. Yeah, step towards circular economy. Things things are happening. Good things are happening. I might have a little buzz of that later. You uh, you might have actually inspired me. <laughs> Um, there's also the fact that in Istanbul, there are now vending machines that dispense food and water for stray dogs and cats when you recycle a plastic bottle. They've taken two entirely, entirely separate issues here. And they've just been like, what, what if we sold both? Yeah, let's, let's sort both of these. Let's feed the dogs, feed the cats. Why don't we get rid of plastic bottles? What better? It's... <laughs> It's such a rogue approach to sorting these things, um, and yet it works. Yeah. I quite love this initiative. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think this is great. I'm really impressed. Does it work? 
apparently, if it's still in place. That's that's wonderful. There's been such good things coming out of this week. I'm very impressed. And final one, which I also particularly love, is that a new study has found that drinking hot chocolate can temporarily boost a person's intelligence. I, I have no idea what I make of this. <laughs> I clearly haven't had enough hot chocolate. My brain can't process this. <laughs> I can't understand it. But does this work for other chocolate? Because um, I find I get pretty peckish whenever I'm uh, whenever I'm like revising it at my desk. And I don't know if that's because I'm bored or maybe it's just my brain is working really hard and it needs this. And I do better in my essays if I, you know, had a load of chocolate. I mean, you can try it out and tell us next week. Yeah, so much, so much science to do this week. I've got so many experiments. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to find out. That's that's one I can really get behind there. Yeah, <laughs> really support that. Lovely. And yeah, that's all yeah. I had for you this week. Well, there we go. That's something we can all we can all try over next week. Um, yeah, see how that goes. And we'll see you next week for the next Sunday Vibe Reset. Indeed, that will be episode eight. It was lovely to have you here, Alex. And you'll hear all from us next week.